Hello and welcome back to 709 Meridian, a commentary podcast where we just take these movies here and talk over them and give our take on certain elements and this and that. We are your hosts, D and Andrew. Hello. Say hello, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we never came up with a bit for alternating introductions, and it's just like... This is the cool thing, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's different every week. Every week. We got to keep them on their toes, see? All right. Uh, This time around, we're still doing our Friday the 13th franchise commentaries. Uh, We've gone all the way up one through five. So today we are commentating on Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives, uh, 19, right. Or Jason lives Friday the 13th, part six. Uh, this is a return to form for the franchise. This is the one everybody was very anxious for because, uh, they felt chipped by the previous entry. Um, this will be the last installment of what most would call the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. And here Tommy Jarvis is played by another actor, uh genre favorite, Tom Matthews. And um we'll see a few somewhat familiar faces throughout. And uh yeah, this was a pretty good one. It's the probably the most entertaining of, of these. Paintball. Since, yeah, this is the paintball one. Um uh it's just they they've found their stride at this point and this is the mid 80s so they just had fun with this movie and we'll see as we get right into it 1986's jason lives friday 13th part six and uh let's go ahead and get her started all right ready in three two one play Oh, I hear some hazardous winds in the background. I think this might be the last time we see the uh, old school Paramount logo, too. Mm. Listen to this. Making Harry yeah. work. I think this one looks the most like a movie, too. It's very polished looking. Oh, huh? shit. I didn't remember Tommy brought him back. Yeah. There we go with those familiar faces. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob Palillo. He's either playing Horshack or, you know, one of his cousins. Um. Oh, now we have adult Tommy. Fresh out of the uh, asylum here. 
after killing uh, what's her face? No, he's just he. They just said he was institutionalized. Because they never make it clear what exactly happened. So this is the one where Jason just becomes a monster. Yeah, this is this is the universal homage. Right. And last time I was talking about how it took that long for like Supernatural to sort of be okay in the mainstream, right? Like, Yeah, because at this point, Freddy was the it. Right. You know, they had to play catch up. They had to explain the why and how this asshole comes back. <laughs> so now it's it's supernatural elements had become more acceptable. And before that, their direction was basically a Halloween, a very literal hollow like Yeah, it was just a killer with a mask and a knife. Or right. uh Leatherface just gets away. I imagine um, Paramount was through money at this problem to take care of it. And the nice thing about one of these is it's not that expensive, so you can throw a little bit more money at it. Because this one really looks good. I think they knew what they wanted to get out of this one. And so the last one opened with the graveyard dream sequence. This one's got this sequence. Little, I can yeah. never keep them straight. <laughs> I've been promising to do some kind of cut of something since for one of these podcast um, series we've been doing. I wonder if you could cut little Tommy watching this Tommy do this in the it's possible maybe I'll try that maybe I won't the rain's a little harder from his yeah (laughs) how long has he been dead since four which was 1981 Mm-hmm. So very tasty for the maggots. So yeah, he's been officially dead since four, and some years have passed. Although this is what a twenty-year-old Tommy, right? How old's Horshack at this point? <laughs> Actual Palillo or Horshack? <laughs> Actual Palillo, forty-two. Yeah, he's at least pushing forty, uh, if not mid to late thirties. Yeah, that Henry Winkler shit going. Mm. You know, he was already thirty playing a nineteen-year-old.
<laughs> um, so 86, what else would have been coming around out around 86? Um, critters. <laughs> critters. This is, when, this is when you could laugh at this stuff intentionally. That's why they made it the way they did. This is post Gremlins too. Okay. The original. Uh oh. That's how lightning works in movies, folks. <laughs> this is the most rainless lightning storm I've seen in a while. Yeah, in anything. Oh. Listen to that music. That's you know what's too bad. I I have a fondness for the Return of the Swamp Thing score, but it is too bad they didn't get fucking funky fun Harry Manfredini to do the score. Mm. Like listen to that. Don't don't don't. And all the eye shots of Jason could be swamping shots, too. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jason's, like, smaller than usual, though. Well, well, he is... decomposing this also solves the problem of basically it being about a bunch of very good looking white teenagers picking on a mentally challenged physically disfigured man Uh. (laughs) oh see now it starts raining hell yeah make my edit work there we go the maggots who the maggots seem a lot more thoughtful than uh oh, oh wow down goes horseshack uh wow the original drew barrymore <laughs> oh this is the one with the dope ass intro Okay, watch this. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, this Double is the seven. one where they're just like, well, they tried to yeah. have, they had to give it some pizzazz because of Freddy. Yeah. Like they, Robert they England just... had a lot of personality. Right, and you can't really do much else with Jason because nope. he don't talk. And if he did, he wouldn't be particularly compelling, yeah. No. Is it Harry? It's got to be. Listen to him go. Yep. yep, there we go. Carrie Manfredini getting to do James Bond. Go for it. 
But also, Monster Squad was 1987. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a new producer here. This Don Barons is a new guy. Um, Tom McLaughlin. Tom McLaughlin, who we looked up, and I've already forgotten what else he did. He did a other horror pictures. Yeah, did but he, he like, I think he did at least one, and I think it was like his own thing. Oh, this is the one with the sheriff. Yeah. Oh. Oh, see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh what's his face? Yeah, this douche. Okay, so what's funny is is this guy acts like um, Hobbs from uh, Fast and the Furious. Only it's this guy instead of The Rock. Oh. I can almost hear him saying the lines too. Oh yeah. Sadly, the you rock... just lie down and get some rest. <laughs> Sadly, he will never do a uh, cameo for us, but where uh, we couldn't <laughs> afford it. Can you fucking imagine? I'm the reason Jason Voorhees hasn't haunted this town in 10 years. He would make a great... I'd watch that. Fuck it. Do it. Do Ash versus Evil Dead, only it's The Rock versus all of them. <laughs> Just get a bunch of gory shit. He, I don't know, he probably wouldn't do it. Oh, it's hey. It's Tony, Tony Goldwyn. Okay, so 1986, we are getting into uh, when your lit background or your lit night times are going to be legitimate. So by Beetlejuice and definitely. Batman exterior or fake ex- nighttime on soundstage was getting to be on big soundstage was getting to be legit. Also aliens, which was 86, but that yeah, a lot is of dark a little shit. different, a lot of dark shit. So this is really one on a precipice of changing styles. Wait, Tony uh, Goldwyn was in, Ghost in 90. Wow. Yep. I think this is what this might be his first movie. We don't know who Jason Voorhees is. We've never heard of him. This is a from horror what I movie. Remember from the DVD commentary, there are two actors playing Jason in this. Mm-hmm. One 
played him for a majority of the movie, and the other one just like left. <laughs> it was just like fuck this. I think you could tell, like one's slightly bigger than the other one. Well, he's not that big. He should be bigger. No. <laughs> Exit Tony Goldwyn. Yep. Just can't catch a break. It's like it's in 3D. Um but we got a nice foggy background there. Yeah, the Universal Movies homage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, right. See, here we go. Here's <laughs> here's specifically where we're told we're we're just watching a movie. Wait for it. What? Uh, American <laughs> Express. Don't bleed Don't home without. <laughs> okay. Now in comes our troop of kids, troop of teens. I actually liked her. Is she the sheriff's daughter? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. Wait, is that a is that a regular teen of color that will be in this movie? Oh yeah, Renee Jones <laughs> and a Travolta. Mm. That guy, he was in uh he was an Iron Eagle. He was background kid and right. you know tough guy in certain movies. He might have been in a karate kid. I don't know. No. We just no? watched those recently. Not really karate kid. But he was in a lot of those back yeah. then. But yeah, he's a Travolta. You could tell. You can tell. And you can also tell that John told him to always talk in the background or something. Because <laughs> that's got to be so weird to be a Travolta and John never helped you out. <laughs> but then you like see him at Thanksgiving and you're just like hey I was in Friday the 13th 7 while you were in well okay this was during Travolta's out period like yeah, the experts yeah shit. it was like the expert this was pre-ex oh no this was shit wasn't perfect 85 perfect was 85 so yeah this was... yeah this was the great um he hadn't hit bottom yet but he he was done yeah. Nobody thought John Travolta would be coming back. Dun dun dun. 
Once yeah. in another place, Crazy Ralph would have been perfect. Crazy Ralph. Looks like fucking is... Mel Gibson. That looks like how Mel Gibson that looks now. <laughs> this is Mel Gibson. Oh shit, I should probably not bring into the world that Mel Gibson would star in a Friday the 13th. It just may happen. Oh, he should have just winked, literally winked at the audience right there. Hmm. Camp Forest Green. Oh, look at that. Is this the first time we're back at the actual summer camp since two? Yeah, we're we're back at the camp, but it's called something else. I think this is Forest Glen or something. I think it was Forest Green. Yeah, Forest Green. And the soundtrack bumping in the background is uh, Alice Cooper. Who would contribute music to at least one Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Or no? I think it might have been him. Yeah. She was good. It never, I don't think she ever did another one of these. Well, I mean, this one's like a more of a legit movie. Yeah. Whereas. Like, it doesn't even look like it came out a year after no. the last one. It looks, this looks 88. It does. Almost. It does look almost 87, 88. Especially because yeah. of this fucking guy. He's so extreme. He looks like when they were trying to still keep it going. Yeah. This does not look 86 at all. Not even late 86, you know? Are they supposed to be in charge of all those kids themselves? There yep. no... Well, Tony Goldwyn and his chick okay. were supposed to be there to help organize, you know, to help. We haven't, okay. To lead them. All right, here we go. Yeah, there you go. Paintball. Paintball. Now, that isn't the bad guy from Bernie, but that is somebody very familiar on the left. Yeah, I've seen him in other stuff. This was a uh, pre-Naked Gun, but we'd started seeing, you know, the Police Academy comedies and stuff. There was, yeah. like, a lot of having comedy yeah. tropes in a Jason movie was and we actually... Had, um... The next sleepaway camp dropped somewhere either during this or before this. And that one was definitely not straight. You know, it was more comedic. Right. 
this yeah and this seems more late 80s than 86 too like there's not yeah. a lot of this kind of thing in 86 oh uh paramount dropped april fool's day in 1986 that's right and that was their big misdirect and that had a cast of uh you know familiar faces and Amy Steele was in it. Tom Wilson from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's that's another thing about the 80 or 80 79 to 86ish 80 smiley face, right? We're just totally there fucking doing it. Yeah. The arm. Right, second bit. You could do a laugh track. Um <laughs> But other studios were still trying to make more horror movies than just their tentpole mm-hmm. franchises. And like that eventually died off, but they didn't give it up for a while. No. That's where everything came from. All the, you know, the B list. Critters and Hellraiser and all that other stuff. Ghoulies. <laughs> Ghoulies. But Fright Night had come out too at this point. That's right. The Year first four. one's 85. That's right. Yeah. And also, uh, Night of the Creeps was 86. So it was a big, there was a transition going. The uh, Sweet Chuck clone here. Right. Uh, uh. <laughs> See, this Jason is a little beefier. Mm-hmm. They realized the other one wasn't big enough. <laughs> So they got to be pretty close to a car, though. So in theory, this guy could escape if. Yeah, if he wasn't just. Like, where are the other people playing? (laughs) I'm sorry, those drums? Oh, it's the eight. I'm sorry, it's 86. (laughs) Yeah, this was really the period of we're trying to give you what you want when you come to the movies. 
Yeah. Car chases. Explosions. Not one-liners yet, because uh, well, there, when Tarantino and Kevin Smith hadn't hit. There's a couple. There's a couple, but not not. Yeah, they're not as now. This is post uh, Arnold. Yeah, but yeah, so you can you can do one-liners as a reference to an Arnold bit, but it's not like where everybody ends their dialogue with a a joke about fucking watching (laughs) Welcome Back, Cotter last night, right? Like, right. And contemporary to all this was the 80s action movie thing, right? Like, so... Yeah. They, you know, post uh, Beverly Hills Cup, which did a lot for, what, car chasing. Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills Cup, To Live and Die in L.A., Fletch, all of those. <laughs> it is Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Waka waka. <laughs> So it's a girls' camp. That's right. It well, is. It's, it's a girls' and it's you oh, know it is co-ed. Okay, so we're not gonna have. Uh, I can't. How do they, I not remember this? Right, they have the girls. The dude has the boys. Okay. <laughs> that was two transitions. Yep. It's really. Uh, this is not a great bit for your uh, real dude. No. Is this Joey's son or something? Probably. This is like some shit they would have played on Nickelodeon back then. Yep. <laughs> this is like the grassy. Uh, <laughs> it's like Crystal Lake Junior High right here. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Like, or at least <laughs> Crystal Lake High, the kids have to Crystal babysit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they did a series, since they wanted to go Riverdale with Friday the 13th, do that. Yeah. A high school based series that takes place in Crystal Lake. Yeah. That'd be great because you could do it. You know, Sabrina on Netflix has shown you can do a lot of horror with that shit. Yeah, do it. It'd be yeah, fun. Because it'd be a thriller. And it's just, you know, you work at the camp or something, and then you could have the winter. You could have yeah. 
You wouldn't have to spend all types of crazy shit that happens in the town. It doesn't always have to be Jason either. Right. You wouldn't have to because you're going to have crazy routes. You're going to have this guy. You're going to have all the people who exist as these terrible things are happening. The disappearances, you can initially deal with it as people coming to look for these people. It'd be a fucking actually really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. What is it with his hair? Why does it look like a stuntman wig? It looks like a stuntman wig. Because <laughs> if it were real, it would look like a Tom Jones, and it's not. It, it is. I think it's a wig. He could oh, go crazy, watch Crazy them, Earl. And Crazy Ralph could, he could walk in on Crazy Ralph already watching them. Like, all sorts of things. Crazy Merv here is about to get it. Yep. We do not have a blue night. We have a little bit of a mix of a dark spotlight somewhere. We got a spotlight coming through the trees, which happened, I believe, in one, too. So he's just standing under that. You could do that. For just for me, you could have spotlights out at the camp for some reason. <laughs> it oh. could be a story bit. <laughs> but that's why everybody always drives out to Crystal Lake to hook up so you can see something. Yeah. They got those big ass lights. Yep, they just said red with a bunch of lights. So what, Jason was slaughtering a more? He's just <laughs> finishing a job? I don't like that nobody's going, it's Jason. Like, because they know who this is. Like, eh. I think at this point, the legend had been suppressed. As opposed to Michael Myers being a like recurrent thing, okay. In Halloween, so that like makes people me... know of Jason, but it's not a, it, you know, like this, like they renamed Crystal Lake Forest Green. So it, I guess, so many years it passed since. Because remember, Jason hadn't done anything in years at this point. Oh, that's there. That does not look like um, the counselor's cabin. No. Okay, see, here we go. He's just an urban legend. So you would want to do the show as a period piece, though. Takes place in the 70s and early 80s, yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to get into the problem of once you have cell phones and shit like that. Like, because your first look, solid first three seasons, the killer is the mother. Oh, I don't know. Not three seasons. Yeah. No, you do it like Luke Cage. You split it half and half. First season. Mm. 
But then you wait can't to- kill her off too early. Because whoever's playing her has got to be like the star of the show. Ooh, because she's the actual, because it's a, like, supervillain origin story. So it's like Bates Motel in yeah. that she's the lead and we're... Exactly. Okay. All right. I can dig that. I like that. Like, we know how it's going to end, but... <laughs> okay. I like that. I don't know. I just always thought Jason's mom should have got more spotlight as far as, you know, I mean, the franchise did start with her. Right. I mean, to some degree, it didn't even, it gave up on its original Jason concept in the second one, too. Like, they get, yeah. Like, here, we're, what, the third version of Jason already? Yep. Fourth, because he's a zombie now. Yeah, he's a zombie now. Oh, there's our first midriff uh, reveal in the show, I believe. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Or was there one two up? No, there wasn't one in the 84 one. I don't think so. Oh. This is, uh... God, what is it? Darcy D. Moss. Another, uh... Familiar face in slasher pictures and... Junk back then. She was in reform school girls, too. And we've got a very... Pop music score going here. Mm-hmm. Most may remember her as one of the sidekicks in um Can't Buy Me Love. Can't remember if she's the one who showed her tits or not. Yeah, bring there was a oh, it's the light from there. Um Yeah, the sort of new teen movie is still having its effect on these, where we are spending more time with the teenagers. Um, There's a real big cross-pollination going on. This is when teens, I mean, it definitely shows that who's, who's paying money for these. Right. He looks like the sidekick from what is it? My secret identity or <laughs> Billy Jacoby or whatever that guy's name was. Was it the Parker Lewis sidekick guy? Yeah. Billy Jacoby was Parker Billy Lewis. Jacoby. Okay. Yeah. He looks, there was a couple of them though. The Jacobys. Yeah. Bad Ronald was one. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Scott Jacoby. That's right. Wasn't that... Billy Jacoby was the one that was in everything. And okay. then there was a younger one, Bobby Jacoby. Who, uh, was one of them was... the Tremors kid? Yeah, that's Bobby Jacoby. Okay, yeah. Both of them. 
Billy and Bobby were just everywhere. <laughs> I'm shocked. I wonder if they're even still working now because those guys were super busy back in the day. Bobby got out of acting, but he sh- it, he did a cameo in one of those Tremor sequels. Maybe the third one. And it was like kind was of a hilarious. big get. It was hilarious. And um, Meet the Apple Gates. You seen that one? Now the bug one. The bug movie, yeah. Yeah. Dabney Coleman, once again. Is- All right. And that. <laughs> Dabney Coleman rule. I actually, yep. yeah, we, we're going to have to do Dabney Coleman month. Here comes the sequence. All right. I think I've only seen this like twice. So like. This one is really good as far as, you know. Being one of these. And yeah, this Tom McLaughlin guy. Like this looks no different than a. Howard Deutsch movie to some degree, like yeah, your 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 mid eighties studio very, comedy very specific, yeah. but at the same time, there's something timeless about it. Another Alice Cooper song. Was Alice Cooper ever popular with the um, acid wash denim torn knee crowd? Like, probably not those guys, but you yeah, know, he yeah, obviously he was uh horror based, you know, with this fingerly makeup and shit. <laughs> I remember this though. There's another song, the the end credit song, where they had a video and everything. Is that where they got the Frighteners poster from? <laughs> <laughs> this definitely was a point where they were competing with Freddie. Oh yeah, because I believe. Uh, Nightmare 3 came out at this point. Nobody else, like, outside, what, two of the final girls would get this long of a death sequence? Like, they kind of started that last time with uh, Demon. Demon had a long lead-up suspense death sequence, but This is fucking action sequence, like... Yeah, look at that. (laughs) Jason returns. We're we're getting shots for the TV trailer, the movie trailer. 
Channel 9. This chick is probably the most likable of all of the last girls. Yeah, well, I mean, she's got... She's got personality. Exactly. What's her face in the first one and a half? She, they never gave her enough character. No. Her personality, like... You kind of don't want to see this chick get it. Well, I mean, that's kind of the the difference between these and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, at least one, uh-huh. is that, and then Halloween four and five, is that it is not basically the story of the final girl, uh-huh. whereas she's got enough personality that it could be her story. So, yeah. It's just, they're getting to this period of the the late 80s where it all sort of synthesizes into into the, the the genre is firming. Mm -hmm. Like Jell-O. Because you'd have the, the, the blob in 88. And that was just basically Shawnee Smith's movie. Shawnee Smith. It was her story, right? And Man. so then 89, and then they do it with the next one of these too, because Lar Park Lincoln is a yeah. uh, Freddy She's... protagonist in a Jason movie, sort of. Mm-hmm. Are we going to break through the window? Nah. Yeah. This is some some misdirection here. These very period specific 80s boots. <laughs> okay, this was mid 80s, so she might have a night rider under her belt or a fall guy or something. Right. Hey, it's phone booth. The werewolf broke up in the right? Monster Squad. <laughs> the light, the lights are better. The lighting's better in Monster Squad so much. <laughs> but that's the thing: is there is just a phone booth in Crystal Lake where there's a fucking giant blue spotlight over it. Like it's just weird. Like. <laughs> An eccentric billionaire created the uh, the town. With mood lighting. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, played by Terry Kaiser in a cameo. Um, there we go. Carlos General, General Merchandise. Yeah, there you go. Well, he's made his way to the camp. They changed familiar, the don't sign. It, Jason? I didn't approve this. But look at that. Tolerance. Courage. I feel like they needed to uh, work on that 
a little bit more. <laughs> was it always called Forest Green County? We've seen the county name before. I didn't. Oh, it was always known as Crystal Lake. I thought. Yeah. The whole area. They just changed the name. We get the theme of the goofy uh, paintballers. And there were other like kind of horror comedies too that weren't studio, right? This, the teen comedy thing on, and it was like um, the USA up all night type stuff, right? The indie stuff. Uh, Slumber party massacre. (laughs) Right. There were a lot of fucking movies in the 80s. Like, there were more movies, there were more theatrical movies in the 80s than, or what we would consider theatrical, even if they only played one place, than, what, probably the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, the 80s was like... The 80s a- was birth of the multiplex. So everything was... You know, and just technically, because you're making a movie for the theater, you got to light it a teeny bit better than if you're making it for TV or video, which is what they'd be doing in the '90s. So yeah. it just doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Because you could tell when it's a direct-to-video movie, yeah, as opposed to using the fucking tv camera with those hack close-ups and shit Mm -hmm. the music is just all done on a keyboard (laughs) that lasted for a long time like that was terrible they were doing that shit till like 97 i think Mm mm-hmm And then for like two years, it was better. And then it just became the exact same thing. Michael G. and Kono. <laughs> Sorry. Like, World by Night, I like it a lot. But his Star Trek music? No, sir. Yeah, these guys eventually started, like Manfredini and them, eventually just started doing, didn't they? Once they, once the movies adopted their Hans Zimmers and their uh, Mark Mencius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These guys sort of... Yeah. Oh, there goes Renee Jones. Did they go to TV? Shit. Yeah. Mm. Her head came... Did they slow that down? They did. Yeah. Yep. So we are 49 minutes in and the kids don't know there's killings going on yet, which is pretty late for. She's just all for it. Just 
no matter what it is, he could actually be what they're saying he is. <laughs> That's the twist ending. <laughs> right? That would have probably elevated this shit to a whole other level. Oh, can you imagine if they had the fucking balls to introduce... Uh... Murder Tommy. Murder Tommy along with Jason's return just to do both of it. Like, yeah. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah, whoever wins, we lose. But yeah, she's very, uh, she's very much a teen comedy female lead. She's like a. Uh, uh, family Dollar Heather Locklear. No, I would actually think she's more like a because uh... there's there were never any chicks like this. No, well, she's a spunky because Helen Hunt wasn't a thing. If Helen Hunt had been a yeah, thing, Helen Hunt, this definitely. is basically yeah, right. what she would have been. She did one of these, yeah, yeah. Helen Hunt was because they they didn't paint her as pretty. They she had to be quirky. She had to have the personality going right, like a little Mary Stuart Masterson. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, quirk factor. I'm trying to think. Was there any sort of popular chick? In the mid '80s, like what I mean, movies? Who would have been amazing at this part? And this is right up her alley. Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Okay, yeah, that is kind of the thing at the yeah. time. Yeah, she was a vamp, probably around the same time as this. Basically the same damn character. <laughs> dun dun dun! Hell rock! Summer! Okay, I'm just saying, imagine your trailer shot of that with the rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the shotgun. <laughs> Wearing his little fucking cut off like sheriff's yeah, thing, probably with a hat, bulging the, just fuck bulging out. the fuck out, last <laughs> shotgun, looking like a fucking uh... like a pistol. No, it's supposed I mean... to be a shotgun. But it looks oh, yeah, like a you pistol. could do that too, but it'd be like a little. <laughs> uh... I can't remember what the things are called, but yeah, and just like the terror of seeing. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a fucking monster. And then I picked up this machete. I killed all the other girls in my little my cabin there, but uh now we gotta go. Oh, there's your twist right there. What are the she's the killer. The little kid. Crossover, it's uh Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Lloyd, yeah. Jamie they Lloyd Jamie to Crystal goes Lake for to camp Crystal Lake summer. camp and starts <laughs> killing people. 
But it just so happens to be the summer Jason came back. And Tommy lost his shit because he really Tommy was just a killer. Lost his shit. So there's all this murder going on. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put too much into this. We also bring back Tommy's mom at this point. And there's a thing with that. And he kills his, we find out he kills his mom. And mm. that's how, that's, we get the hint that he's gone bad. And mm-hmm. then he turns on Dee Dee. Mm. <laughs> but the problem is, this is like season seven. So, yeah, this is way to fuck down the line. <laughs> Just sit tight, Jason. How many Could you movies? believe hmm. the only person they got from the cast to do the commentary was the deputy dude? Dude, that deputy dude, I think he was in Heat. Uh, like, he's the most successful guy. That's wild. This. Like, but they couldn't get anybody else from this to. That's weird because Tom Matthews does. Sequels. Yeah, he does. He does fan yeah. sequels. Okay. Do we just want to commit to the fan sequels post the this eight? There are three. Really? I don't know. Think about it. I'm enjoying this quite a bit, <laughs> and I'm like, could we? No, no, get... I'm, I'm I'm down. But it's like, which? How many? There's. How who did what though? Because okay, I, so I only know of the the one. There's uh, the the rose blood, right? That's the next one. Thirteen it's, fanboy is unrelated. No, That's no, the no, only other that. one yeah. I know of. There's one called Vengeance, and then there's a hmm. prequel to Vengeance, or there's hmm. a sequel to Vengeance. So there's two in the Tom Matthews continuity, and then there's the rose. Does she blood. ever show up in any of them? I don't. Because she's, you know, I, I like her. So yeah, the casts of these movies are now just making kickstarted um, fan movies for it, and that's fueling their personal appearance thing, mm. and you know, cameo notoriety and stuff. So it's like a whole career. See, we have to like this chick. Yeah. She's uh she's the the friend from Stranger Things season one. Right, she's Barb. <laughs> Barb's about to get it the worst. Like I don't know why, but her death is about to be like the most brutal fucking death in this movie. Jason's like, I hate you. <laughs> Well, I mean, Jason's whole motive is like, uh, <laughs> what? His whole motive is to be killing, screwing teenagers who ignore him, right? Right, and she's being nice to the she's, kid. Right, she's being attendant to a child. Oh, you'd have a whole subplot about Jason liking somebody, like a, one of the kids, and that's, mm. oh, that's what sets it off. Mm. Jason 
is alive out there. Mm-hmm. He befriends a kid at the camp. And it freaks people out. So that kicks off something. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if it kicks off mom's murder spree, something like that. Because we also would have to then deal with, does mom know Jason's alive? Which I don't feel like the movie, that she doesn't. No. That's fucked she up, She never too. knows. So we have Jason's... This chick looks like a... Jamie Lee, Lauren Holly hybrid. She kind of does. If Lauren Holly had been like two years younger, she would have been in one of these. Yeah. Because Band of the Hand was like oh, more yeah. legit, but it was not more legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Band of the Hand was like some. That was some garbage. Only, only cats like us would know about that yeah. shit. <laughs> that Band of the Hand was a canon movie in search of canon. Like. Wow. Yeah. Well, if it was really canon, it probably would have got a sequel. <laughs> but it wouldn't have had the cast. It wouldn't have had the same cast. It would have had other people playing the same people. Or they would have brought back, like, one of the fucking supporting players, right? Like... We would have gotten killed right off the bat. Oh, yeah, because... they would have instantly Gendrick replaced them. <laughs> With his brother! With an unknown mm. brother. Yep. <laughs> See, look at this shit. God damn. <laughs> cool. Cool thing. There, dude. Squash you like a bug. I should look up what I know this guy from, but it's it's a lot. I just am picturing him as a scummy lawyer, corrupt lawyer. Oh yeah, lawyer he wins. A lawyer, a hitman. Who's so, robbing a jewelry store? Speaking of the blob, <laughs> this is kind of the relationship in the blob that it's yeah, but she never daughter. like instantly likes him. No, because like they have the background, they have the history together because he's the yeah. town bad boy, mm-hmm. but um. Crazy Moon. Obviously, there would be some issues, but she's got the same vibes as Crazy Moon Chick, too. Mm. What else was Tom Matthews in? Return of Living Dead and Return of Living Dead Part 2. Okay. But he was in other stuff. I think, you know, like TV shit and he was real popular in this, this sort of, you know, horror pictures for Return of Living Dead alone, you know. That's like his thriller, pretty much. Okay, this is a little awkward. See, it's weird that he did part two after this. Yeah, that is weird. So, mid-80s, the laser sight be- was very popular for 
three years, and then it was like hacky. Mm-hmm. Womp womp womp. And then it came back in the 90s. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like a story bit. Like, somebody needed a laser sight and somebody didn't, etc. Like, Mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger didn't use a laser sight until Eraser, I don't think, or something. Like, they did in a True Lies. Terminator. Terminator 1, when he was the... Terminator 1. Yeah. That would have started it. Look at that location. Yeah. This This has got nice light. No, this has got nice lighting, too. Like... Yeah, it looks good. It's raining constantly, so it looks cooler, but st- uh mm-hmm. is that just a back lot, do, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It looks yeah, good though. It does look good. It almost kind of looked like the street at the beginning of uh Creep Show 2. Get a gun and blow him away. Let's see. They just renamed it all mm. so much to the point that people don't even remember it as Crystal Lake. This is the most intentionally, like. <laughs> I don't know, man. That They needed Savini back for that fucking mask. Mm-hmm. And he was not back. Oh, yeah. Now. Where in the hell did you put my machete? That almost seems like it'd be a setup for a commercial. (laughs) Right. Like Jason's like, Wheaties! 100 collect. It's the 80s. You pull off his mask and be Bobcat Goldthwaite. Yeah. (laughs) Do you need to make a phone call? (laughs) Is your long distance provider doing the right thing? (laughs) Hi. Oh, they just hired the police academy guys to do one of these. <laughs> well, that, that should have been a crossover at this point. Would that have been a fucking hit? If that would have been a, a fucking spoof? hilarious crossover, send a police academy crew out to get Jason. 
Tackleberry just shooting the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, that's a, that that would have been great. <laughs> of course, none of them die, though. No, none of everybody the gets, Academy characters like, die. He can just... throw them places, but then they seriously yeah. are okay. Like, if Every any of them time. die, it's like, you know, randoms like this dude here. Right. <laughs> we introduce Police Academy, the new class, and they all die off. <laughs> oh yeah because they're they're the co-eds yeah and they have to be kids that you hate like they yeah. hate them too Michael Winslow would do this <laughs> <laughs> he would have what Michael Winslow, Tackleberry um maybe Sweet Chuck uh Sweet Chuck would mysteriously disappear because like the dude was just like i can't i can't do any more of this guys i gotta i'm gonna peace out but i'll be back (laughs) you would need um what's her face they're back yeah oh yeah (laughs) she catches some of the kids fucking yeah um high tower because it's still the 80s yeah so Maybe either get Gutenberg or you get like a replacement Gutenberg. You get because this would have been eighty. We're 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 setting this crossover in nineteen eighty seven, eighty six, eighty seven. You get somebody playing the same part as Matt McCoy, same character name, different actor, who did not come back. <laughs> so who would have been successful enough in 89 that they wouldn't have come back but would have been in I want to say Mark Harmon but he Fuck. was kind yes. of hitting at the time he was hitting but this would be right before that mm. this would have been Mark Harmon's big no no he wouldn't have done it that's right he's yeah kind of too straight yeah. But a Mark Harmon type. Right. He ain't one of those guys. Playing whatever Matt McCoy's name is, and then he doesn't come back for the actual incontinuity sequel. God, it was so many of those dudes. Shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. You Man, need it's somebody be hard to... hungry enough to do a Friday the 13th crossover, though. So you need somebody who's got the ego to think they're going to survive it. Bill Murray would have just been too big and old by that point. Damn. This is going to really bug me for a minute. (sighs) Just trying to think. Basically, you need a Jonathan Silverman type, but older. Yeah. Richard Lewis is wrong, but he was pretty desperate in the 80s at times. He would have been too... Yeah. 
Richard Lewis was always the character at the time. Or we cut the man cop and it's Richard Lewis as the sheriff. (laughs) Oh, shit, man. Think of uh, what, like some action. Oh. And Bateman was too young. God damn it. (laughs) What about like face? Dirk Benedict? Yeah. Maybe. Like if he'd been a familiar enough face. Yep. And then it would have been a really big deal when he didn't come back for Police Academy. People (laughs) went to it thinking it was going to be Dirk Benedict and said it's fucking Matt McCoy. (laughs) Fuck yeah. This is a much better universe (laughs) than the one we live in. (sighs) I don't know. At this point, Harry Harry needed to bring back the theme and shit. Like we're we're too far out in the woods. We're Yeah, it's noise in the background now. Yeah, I got 17 minutes. I need come on, Harry. God, she is wearing the hell out of those pants. It's uh, mm. supposedly a summer camp, but all the leaves are off the trees, so it's fall. It's a fall camp. Yeah, they didn't even pay attention to that shit. second have we not had any nudity in this one no big shocker okay especially after five yeah well that's what i'm saying five was probably the most gratuitous of it of them they were probably told to scale it back this time around And there was that whole stink they made over the one sequence in five. Okay. With, uh, they got very trimmed. <laughs> I'm leaving. You'll be fine, kids. Some of those kids were laughing. <laughs> well, they don't know anything's actually happening, right? They're supposed oh, to be scared. Somebody's though. seen Jason, though. Yeah. Yeah. She needs that that spotlight that's in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. damn! Yeah. Renee Jones' head. Pretty good head. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a crane and I've seen a Hitchcock movie. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, this is um like the most personality, horror movie personality the directions had. It feels like. Oh, 
and what? like some fucking A team commercial breaks, like. <laughs> I don't know if Richard Lewis would have played having a kid. No, not at that point back then. No. Oh, God. I think I figured it out, but it's too terrible to even say. Hmm. It's Joe Piscopo. Yeah. I know. I don't know if he's the sheriff or he's the police academy cop. No. Yeah. No, 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 (laughs) no. He might have still been somewhat doing shit. Johnny Dangerous was 84. No, no, I'm not talking about Joe Piscopo, but oh. uh, his co-star in Dead Heat, Treat Williams. Treat Williams. Oh, and you know what? He'd suck. He yep. would suck. And then mm. there'd be this weird thing where people would see the Police Academy movie and stop and go, you know, that Mac McCoy guy is not as bad as Treat Williams. <laughs> God, look at all his leaves. Yep. Arr! Where's the kid with my machete? Didn't you just tell her to go back in there with the kids? Yeah. Isn't that where she's going? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just complete monster Jason busting through walls and shit. Let's go swimming. You're right. I I I yeah. <laughs> what? We have unfinished business, you and me, kid. Um <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This is, this is Jason walks underwater. <laughs> oh shit. A He's doing the party. Meridian, uh... Oh, you can tell <laughs> he's got a wetsuit mask on made up to look like it. Look at that. They should start playing the burning underwater music. God damn it. Hold on. I I gotta do that. Let me. Oh. And Mario music. Yeah, this should be the fucking Halloween or Friday Thirteenth theme, not whatever the fuck he's doing with those horns. Done. I think this might be probably the last time we get any real good music, though. As a score for the next one, I think Manfredini does it, but it's eh. mm, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> this is. Back to Harry Manfredini's fucking A team, though, or Magnum PI, like just a little bit different than it was before. Like th- a different part of the music. This is just his action sequence on a uh, 
whatever, Glenn A. Larson show. MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Except in MacGyver, they'd eventually use the fucking theme. I'm just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. God, this looks like the Jaws tank at Universal. Lance Guest. Yeah, he could be the uh, Mahoney. Was Jaws 4... Yeah, Jaws 4 was more legit than this. That's terrifying, but... Oh, so they aren't even that far out there. (laughs) (laughs) Behind you, stupid. Oh, Mm -hmm. Mason said to hell with it. I just feel like Jason's ears would have decomposed regardless of reincarnation. That that is some universal tank looking shit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And in the next one, he's still in the lake. Right. Somehow they managed to keep him there way up until eight. Give me Genesis. (laughs) (sighs) And so ends the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Good night, folks. (laughs) Fade to black. This wasn't the, this wasn't the greatest one, but hey, threw us for a loop. Don't don't. Oh, see, and we actually get a final girl because. Mm-hmm. Harry, what the fuck? And she's smart as shit. Like, was there like a thing to say you can't use the music, Harry? (laughs) You can only do it if you don't use the music. Now, I guess that plastic propeller really is gonna it's gonna fuck him up. Some damage. Or is she just trying to get away? Like to use the boat? Nope. Nah. So he has shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, that takes care of Jason. Oh. But he's a zombie. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter because. Until next time. They missed an opportunity to have his belt buckle say something funny. His belt buckle says Baba's boy. I slept through the finale. Uh, <sighs> it's it's a shame there's no uh flashback sequence of the Tommy Jarvis story. Right. The whole Rocky flashback. Yeah. There's the, no easy way music. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I like how he's clearly not underwater. Right. <laughs> Alan Blumenfield is the guy who's in other stuff. One of the guys who's in other stuff. There's Tony, Ron Palillo, Nancy McLaughlin. Is this Alice Cooper? This is Alice Cooper. This is a very um, poppy Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah, this was the video. They had a video for this. Okay. Jason was in the video. Like, Cheesy effects. <laughs> Where people go see the movie and Jason slashes out of the screen or some shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, Atlanta casting. So it looks like it filmed in Atlanta. Atlanta. Dudes, 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 out of his home. <laughs> How did this one do? This one? Yeah. This was the comeback. Okay. It's people were, you know, the law of diminishing returns was setting in with five. Five yeah. made money, but just, I don't think as much as the first four. So this was kind of a, all right, we'll do this. And if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. But this was the comeback. Especially because it was kind of a bad year for Paramount as far as horror movies. Uh, April Fool's Day. Flop. 
But they so did they have Star Trek the- 4. They had Star Trek 4. Yeah, Star Trek 4 was their biggest in 80s. Oh, shit. They had a good year in 86 then. Star Trek 4 and... Uh, Beverly Hills. Top Gun. Top Gun. Beverly Hills Cop 2 didn't come out till 87. 87, okay. Yeah. So they did have a pretty good 86. Plus this. Yeah. You know. Any Georgia Film Convention. House. Yeah, so we are out of uh, night. Yeah, New Jersey. Out of Jersey and out of California. Yeah. Do you, do, do you, Renee Jones. Re- the man DeVos. behind the mask, except it's a zombie, so who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Behind the mask. All right. Well, confusing. Which way does it go? <laughs> Lives or Friday the 13th Part 4? As we say goodbye to the classic Paramount logo. You will be or missed. The 70s, 80s Paramount yep. logo. I do like that logo. Mm. <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah. Friday six. You know, it was it was a return to form, so to speak. Yeah, it it uh, really integrates the teen young adult thing better than five does. Yeah, five was just kind of a. But then, yeah, but five had the very odd setting of it was yeah a mental wellness out. camp. Exploitation picture almost. Troubled teens in the middle and of nowhere. Then, you didn't even know what the hell some of those kids' issues were. No. They just oh the kid stutters. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. What's her face sleeps topless. So it's just <laughs> Oh. What else did uh, Tom McLaughlin do? I thought I looked it up. Let's see. Yeah, he did other stuff because he's kind of a known guy in the the genre. Where the heck? Okay. Jason Lives, One Dark Night, 1983, Meg Tilly, E.G. Daly, and Adam West. <laughs> Post-production delays put it out after Poltergeist, but it is apparently a ghost thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, McLaughlin won an Emmy for doing the Dick Van Dyke special, and he did a fucking... It's like he... Did some acting, a bunch of TV movies. Yeah, like, oh, he that's what it was. He was the date with an angel guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Next year, off of my success from Friday the 13th, uh, let's go make Date with an Angel with Michael E. Knight. God, what a, we really need to, like, do we need to we do, do a bad movie month? Should we do the shitty fucking... 80s movie month like yeah, Day with bad, an Angel bad movies. Um, what's the one with uh, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin that piece of shit <laughs> the one where she oh, possessed his body all of me yeah <laughs> is that one that, is, that was garbage <laughs> I haven't seen it and, <laughs> uh, 
there's about there's a shit ton of them. Date with an angel. Uh, well, there were like a lot in the late, mid to late eighties. Yeah. What was the one where the kid dies? The uh, heart. The heavenly kid. The heavenly kid. How bad's that? Yeah, that one's not bad. Okay. It's like one of those overlooked. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we should look in '87 because, like, it seems like that's all '86, '87 through '89. Well, because by '89 it was sort of over. Witch is in there somewhere. Okay, that might be. That would be your last one. That's your outlier at the end. But yeah, we gotta think about this. That shitty one with uh, Tony Danza, where he's creepy about his daughter. Oh my god. And then uh we could do the Dudley Moore one with Kirk Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, no. Oh. Like oh, father, right. like son. Like father, like son. Oh yeah. this is a great idea. This is a great <laughs> idea we're having. Um might be doing this right after Friday the 13th, then because oh. Now, do we want to do it before the fan movies to make the fan movies seem better? Or <laughs> or do we want to do a season of fucking Friday the 13th fan movies and terrible Friday-related 80s comedies? I don't know. Yeah. We could, we could keep it going. We could have a meta season after this. Because <laughs> Day with an Angel's got Tom McLaughlin. It's not going to be hard to find crossover into other shitty stuff. Well, just really bad shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it has to have come out in the theater. And, I and think... we got to, we got to like eliminate anything trauma because no trauma. Into... No, no, no. I was going to say those are intentionally bad. I was going to say PG 13 or less. Yeah, those PG 13. Yes. We already did mannequin. So <laughs> the fake PG 13. Because, yes, Date with an Angel is... Oh, dude, it's just fucking Delia Rentis Entertainment Group. Oh, wow. What if we just did that? Hold on, let's see. <laughs> Date with an Angel was PG, it looks like. Okay, yeah, so Delia Rentis Entertainment Group. Everybody just enjoy this fine uh, podcasting, y'all. Um, <laughs> Raw Deal. Maximum oh, that's overdrive. That's another really shitty one. That's a sh- we we got to do a shitty Arnold. Yeah, we got to do a shitty Arnold. Um, radioactive dreams. Manhunter. Blue Velvet. Eighty sixes. Trick or treat. Crimes of the heart. King Kong lives. Bedroom window. Oh God. From the hip. Oh, that's uh, that's, that's Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Oh yeah, mm. that would be bad. Uh, million yeah, he, dollar mystery to make an appearance in our uh i fucking hate judd nelson so right much. we we well, well shit we gotta do blue city then oh, all right. we have we to do blue city illegally i demand we right now we have to do blue city because that shit <laughs> blue city and uh making the great <laughs> two god-awful movies star oh, judd god nelson. a drifter returns home David Cruz says in it. I'll watch that. Paul Winfield? Eh, it's gonna oh my god. Walter Hill wrote the script. Huh. Teeny Tommy Teeny Lister. Oh shit. <laughs> Willard E. Pugh. This one has a great Harpo? cast. This has a fucking great cast. Mayor Harpo is in it. Huey <laughs> Carmen is in it. Oh, well shit. We gotta see that one then. 
All right. Okay. We're we'll, we'll be figuring out a very weird 80s season coming up, folks. Um unless Blue City does have a Friday the 13th connection I can find for our meta month. Otherwise, <laughs> like a Harry Manfredini score. <laughs> Otherwise, we will be back next week with Friday 7. Friday 7 starring Mr. Terrence. Harry Kaiser. Bernard Kaiser. Bernie Lomax. <laughs> Bernard Lomax. Bernard Lomax will be back on 709 Meridian. So y'all um, be here. Yes. Come back, watch, and we'll still be here. So. Yes. We'll, we will be here. Probably committing to some really bad fucking movies. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with this Friday fan movie, bad 80s, hopefully related to Friday thing. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I like this idea. I feel like if we can find Are more. They, more, short, they gotta be short. Fan yeah, they gotta be, they gotta be fan. They're not going to be up. Oh, we'll check. Cause some of them. I've seen the link to certain fan movies. We're not movies. doing 220 fan movies. We're not right. doing... Right. I'm, yeah, I'm not no, about no, this. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We could even do like, like said, a short one, and I could dig up Jason versus uh, Jason versus Michael, if that's still around. That's like 30... That's like 22 minutes, but it's just them fucking fighting. It's great. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll think on this. We got a, we got a few more weeks. Because I also want, I think it's also time to do Dabney Coleman. Yeah, we got to do Dabney Coleman. We got to do Dabney Coleman at this point. But I think we do a weird decompress and then then we do Dabney Coleman. Because that's our first Mm -hmm. sort of actor-focused season. So Hell yeah. All right, everyone. uh, Thank you for listening. (laughs) And um, Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back with... uh, a new blood? Yeah, the new blood. The new blood? Uh, Not the young blood. That was the black exploitation sequel. Uh, <laughs> which they should have done. They should have done that they one. Should've Friday done 13th. That one. The young blood. <laughs> 80. Oh, that could have oh, It would have been perfect in 83, but you wouldn't have done it in 3D. That's your Todd Bridges fucking vehicle. Yeah, he. He should have been in that one. Yeah. It's about <laughs> a bunch of, it's an eclectic group of underprivileged inner city youth who are made up entirely of people who played on different strokes, basically. Different strokes, facts of life, uh, any of those kids, one one day at a time, any of those mm-hmm. shows that kids back then. Yeah. You could have put, uh, what's her face? The kid from Alice. McKeon's brother, right? Could have been in it. It's like a little bit more legit, right? And so, yeah, that. And then they get bust out to the camp. They're still run by the pretty chick and the boss who's twenty years too old for. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's how you do it. <laughs> She's got a sassy black friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't think of who would have. Probably been Lila, uh, Vanity or Lila Rashawn back then. <laughs> or the owner is Thelma Hopkins, and it's just run by Chad McWhiteboy and um, cute, 
cutie. Now the owner has to be so. If, if the owner is a black woman, she's got to be super matronly. So it's got to be Esther Roll. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want you to come and kill my children. You leave those kids alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? I'll be damned if you kill these kids. Yeah, Jason wouldn't have been supernatural yet. No, it would have been like regular Jason. It could have been like a, a side plot too, right? Like they could have been at the other camp or something. I don't know. Okay. Because I don't think you would have done Kids in Danger in 83. Well, Sleepaway Camp came out around then. Yeah, but Sleepaway Camp wasn't a studio picture. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because they got a lot of those kids in that movie were like actual kids. Right. <laughs> so it looked a little more legit. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so it, it's a problem. We'll have to solve it along with our leading man in our police academy Friday the 13th crossover, which we will be working <laughs> on for in the future. <laughs> um, I don't know. All right. <laughs> we we got to go. We got to go. All We've right. got too many good ideas. <laughs> Night, everyone. Night, y'all.